This episode is brought to you by the Push Challenge. Say goodbye to decision paralysis and get ready to take action. The Push Challenge by Organize My Thoughts is a three-day free boot camp designed to help you execute on the things you've been procrastinating on. During the three-day push challenge, you'll be able to identify what's been keeping you stuck in your head, create an achievable plan to execute your goals, and complete one task that's been keeping you stuck. To sign up for our next push challenge, visit OrganizeMyThoughts.com slash push challenge. Again, that's OrganizeMyThoughts.com slash push challenge. The link is in the show notes. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to overcome decision paralysis. Now, I'm super excited for this episode in particular because I know that this is something that a lot of my clients struggle with and something we're able to help them to overcome during their sessions. And I believe a lot of you may struggle with it as well, but you probably just didn't have the language to describe what was going on. And so in today's episode, I'm hoping to provide you some language and also some strategy to overcome this decision paralysis so that you can be confident in your decision making and become a better executor. Now, if you haven't heard of the term decision paralysis, you may have heard of the phrase analysis by paralysis. And what it is, is the lack of ability to decide out of fear of making the wrong choice. Again, decision paralysis is the lack of ability to decide out of fear of making the wrong choice. Decision paralysis can occur when you are presented with too many choices that are difficult to compare. So instead of making a decision, you actually become overwhelmed by all of the options and you don't choose any of them, which basically paralyzes you from making any progress. Now, this particular state of being paralyzed and not being able to make any progress is something that I discuss often and what I like to call the idea cycle. And this is when you typically have an idea or in this case, multiple ideas. You begin to research and then become overwhelmed by all of the information that you're consuming then your brain starts looking for distractions to help you to escape from the overwhelm, which typically leads people to abandon their ideas and they get stuck for years in their notebooks or their notes section of their phones. Now, because I'm hoping to give you some language to describe what you may have been experiencing, I want to give you four ways that you can tell that you're struggling with decision paralysis. Number one, you are addicted to researching but not implementing. This is for all my YouTube University, Google Scholars, podcast addicts who have tons and tons of information stored up in their notes app. You've got 10,000 screenshots, saved posts on your Instagram, and you still haven't done anything with that information. Yep, I'm in your business. If you are someone who is addicted to researching but never implementing, always talking about what you're going to do but never doing it, you may be struggling with decision paralysis. The second way that you can tell if you're struggling with decision paralysis is if you're constantly second-guessing yourself. Typically, those who hoard information and spend hours and hours researching, they get exposed to so many different ways to do things. And this is where comparison starts to set in. 
You may initially start out being inspired by the people that you see, but as you begin to try to move forward in executing your own God project, internally you're judging everything that you're doing, you're disqualifying yourself because you're looking at an unrealistic scale. After hours and hours of research of looking at people's highlight reels and what has taken them several years to build, you now find yourself comparing your day one to their year five. Now, of course, when you're just admiring, it doesn't seem like you're doing this internal comparison, but this really starts to take shape when you begin to be anxious about every move that you make. And in the back of your mind, you're always wondering, is it good enough? Am I good enough? But in reality, if you took away the false filter of everybody else's accomplishments and what they're doing, then you would really be judging yourself more fairly and towards God's standards, which are not perfection. Now, the third way that you can tell that you're struggling with decision paralysis is if you're constantly seeking validation or outside approval. Now, this is a big one for those who, when you get your idea, you immediately go and tell everybody else. And sometimes it's not a bad thing. You can be excited. But when you feel that you always need somebody to affirm you for what it is that God has called you to do, and you struggle with wondering if it's even good enough, like you cannot move forward unless somebody else tells you that this is a great idea, this is something that you should be doing, then you may be struggling with decision paralysis. And typically you may be avoiding making that decision because on your own, you may struggle with confidence in your own decision-making. Sometimes it may come out as you questioning, did you really hear God? Is this something that God really told you to do? You may go back and forth in your mind. And the only way for you to really be settled is if somebody else outside of God tells you or affirms that this is what you should be doing. One of the biggest issues with seeking outside validation is that it's never enough. You may initially get someone and you may call it confirmation. It may well be confirmation, but then every time you hit a roadblock or every time you meet some resistance, you go searching for more validation and it's just never enough. Constantly seeking validation is one of the ways that we allow ourselves to delay failure by saying that we're waiting on confirmation. But again, what we're really doing is just avoiding making a decision. Now, if you related to any of the three signs that I shared pointing towards decision paralysis, I want you to know that you're not alone. So many people experience decision paralysis in different areas. There may be some areas that you're more confident in and other areas where you struggle to make decisions because you're being met with all this mental opposition when you try to move forward. And the mental opposition is real as someone who is called to execute a God project specifically, because typically when God calls you to do something, it requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to trust him in a way that you haven't before. And you don't necessarily get all of the details. So the decision paralysis when executing a God project is real. We are called to walk by faith and not by sight. And so we don't get all of the details in the plan. And that can lead to some anxiety when you are someone who struggles with control. You want to know exactly how things are going to work out before you make a step forward. But again, it just doesn't work like that sometimes. But I do want to give you guys some steps to take to overcome decision paralysis, even when you don't have all the details of God's plan. The first step that I want you guys to take is to become comfortable with making mistakes. 
Now, I know we just talked about how decision paralysis, the fear of making the wrong decision. But honestly, when you're walking with God, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to know everything. But the beauty about making mistakes when you're in God's plan is that he will redirect you. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean upon your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Another translation says, and he will direct and make your path straight. Now, when he says direct and make your path straight, that means that if you ever get off the path, you go a little bit to the left and to the right, God will redirect you. There is such a peace in knowing that even if you make a mistake, that God is going to work all things out for your good. Even if you make the wrong decision, you're going to learn from that decision. It's going to actually be something that helps you to hear the voice of God clearly because God is a teacher. Holy Spirit is going to teach you how to make decisions that are in alignment with his will. He's going to teach you how to trust his voice even when you don't know where you're going. And so that is something that you have to be comfortable with when you're walking with God. He knows the plans that he has for your life. He knows what he's called you to do. He knows every single detail, right? Like he sees so much further in advance than we could ever see. And so we have to set our minds to trust him even when we cannot trace him. Now, the second thing that I want you to do in order to overcome decision paralysis is to set deadlines to make your decision. A lot of times when we don't know what to do, we don't do anything at all. But when you're executing a God project, you need to take faith steps in order to discern God's timing for things. There are some things that God is going to call you to do and you don't necessarily have a specific timeline. So some people are like, well, I don't know if this is God or not. So I don't want to move forward. And then he tells me not to. But the problem with that is that until you make a step, you won't have any knowledge of what it is that God is calling you to do. Joyce Meyer has a great simple quote and it says, do something lest you do nothing. So whatever God has called you to do, start it. And if you feel a peace in your spirit, continue to work on it. If you feel a hesitation or some resistance, ask God about it and ask him what he wants you to do with that. These are follow-up questions that will really help you to gauge whether or not something is in God's timing. And as you begin to set deadlines for yourself, put it on your calendar. Mark that, okay, you know what? A month from today, I'm going to have the first draft of my book done. Or in two weeks, I'm going to have my YouTube channel uh, created and I'm going to start writing a list of video ideas. Give yourself these deadlines because they help you to commit to your decisions. Becoming confident in your decision-making is a habit. It's a skill that you need to build and exercise. And so you begin to do that by, again, setting these deadlines for yourself to not only make decisions, but also these markers to record your progress. And at each stage that you begin to execute on your God project, check in with God to see, hey, God, is this what you want me to be doing right now? Should I be focusing on something else? What resources do I need to continue to build this thing? And as you begin to set these deadlines, set realistic deadlines for yourself. It does not take a year to start a YouTube channel. You don't need eight months to write a book. 
You don't even need six months to launch a course. A lot of the things that God is calling us to do, we can start building now, but we've given ourselves these ridiculous timelines in order to stall and delay the possibility of failure. But again, we talked about being comfortable with making mistakes and setting realistic deadlines that place an urgency in your spirit to move forward on what God has called you to do. Now, again, be discerning and listen out for God's resistance. God will redirect you. If you're doing something that he does not want you to be doing in this particular season, he will let you know. And one of the ways that you will know is if you feel unsettled in your heart. And sometimes you may feel unsettled because you're trying to do this thing on your own. There's a level of grace that comes with moving forward in a God project. Things just start coming together. Ideas and wisdom start to flow smoothly. Yes, you're going to experience some spiritual warfare because the enemy does not want you to do what God has called you to do, but there will be a grace to fight those things. And so it's, again, important that you begin to set those check-ins with God so he can guide you accordingly. Now, the last thing that I want you to do in order to overcome decision paralysis is to build in execution days in your schedule. Now, I call them execution days because these are days where you're specifically going to focus on executing. These are days where you're going to build with the information you already have. You're going to focus on eliminating all outside noise and focus on one specific project. One of the problems that people run into when trying to execute a God project is they have a lack of focus. They have so many other things that they're called to do. They may have a nine to five. You may have kids. And so, so many things are demanding your attention. But during these execution days, you're going to focus on this one specific thing. Now, depending on how many responsibilities you have and how much freedom you have in your schedule, You may not be able to commit to a full execution day, and you may just need to schedule in 30 minutes to an hour um, a couple times a week to focus on this specific God project. But during that time, you're not going to do any other items on your to-do list. This time is specifically set aside for you to focus on executing your God project. This is not the time for multitasking. You want to get very focused so that you can do the most with the time that you have. So let's recap. The three ways to overcome decision paralysis are to number one, become comfortable with making mistakes. Number two, set a deadline to make your decisions and shorten your overall project deadlines. You can do this by setting a date on your calendar with a date and time for when this project will be due. Being sure that you check in with God to get detailed directions on your specific God project. And then the last step is to build in execution days in your schedule. These are days where you're going to eliminate all outside noise and only execute with the information you already have. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. And if it has, definitely text the link to one of your friends and I will talk to you guys on the next one.